Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello, people. How are you? Fantastic. Great. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, yeah, so welcome back to By the By. I'm Bradford. And I'm Angela. And what do we have this Friday? We have a pendulum party. A pendulum yes. party. It's a pride-themed pendulum party. Wear your colors. Wear colors. Be bright. Come dressed up for pride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. so much fun. I cannot wait. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you can still get some. Uh, they are available on Our Secret Spot's website, www.oursecretspot.com.au. Also, just as a side note, if you are an Instagram user and you follow Our Secret Spot, unfortunately, their account got shut down wah, by the wah. evil... <laughs> yeah, where, where's my... You have a button for this, Brad. I do, I do. <laughs> hang on, hang on. By the evil overlords that are, you know, Instagram. Yeah. But they now have our secret spot, Sid, S-Y-D. So you can follow them still there. Uh, they did have like over 16,000 followers and now they have almost a thousand. Go back and support them. Yes. Yeah, so go back and support them. Yeah. If you missed it, if you're missing them, check them out. Yeah. What else do we have coming up? So we've got Pendulum Party. That's this Friday. Remember, you can still get tickets. We've got coming up in July the mm-hmm. 15th. We are going on a road trip. I'm so excited. I am too. We're going down to Between Friends in Melbourne, Between Friends Wine Bar. But like, mm-hmm. come on, we always shorten it to Between Friends. <laughs> uh, so that's the that's the quality of a great place or, mm-hmm. or, or a great uh, venue or name. We can short it down because like, we are BTB, right? By the by? Yeah, yeah. BTB. Yeah. Anyway, so we are going down to Between Friends Wine Bar, and we are going to do a live podcast, and then stick around, talk to folks, and then stick around for the party. And you were just telling us what the theme was, t- yes. telling me. What is the theme? So the theme for that night is Christmas in July turned upside down. What the fuck does that mean? So what it says on the website is we are bringing Christmas cheer to the middle of the year. Dress in your Christmassy best and join us for this very special event. The Adams of Love will be joining us to record an episode of their podcast, by the by, live during the evening. I mean, 
I do like Christmas, so I'm I'm kind of happy that this is happening on our night. I don't I don't know that I'm yeah. sure that was not necessarily planned, but I do really like it. I mean, you want people to play with your ornaments, and people can jingle my bells. I know, um, and it does. Oh, you say, a ho ho ho! It does say complimentary glass of bubbles, wine, or beer for all who arrive dressed up for Christmas. So dress up, for dress Christmas. up for Christmas. It's fun. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. I do too. <laughs> we have Christmas things though. We can do this. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I'll be. I'll be Christmassy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The weather outside will be frightful because it's Melbourne in July. <laughs> <laughs> so if we make it into the double digits, I will be happy. Maybe in the daytime. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not nighttime for sure. Oof. Nighttime. Uh, so <laughs> then coming up in when, let's say, November 8th through the 13th, mm-hmm, we are going up to far north Queensland once again to do our resort takeover. There are limited spots. Uh, Ray just posted how many on on his Instagram, how many rooms are left. It's like four or five maybe. So hurry up and book your room. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So watch the podcast. We will have uh, Ray and Jackie on in the not too distant future. Yeah, we're going to talk about about last year and the next year or this year. Upcoming. The upcoming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, it's in November. It's like right around the corner. Yeah. Not long, just a few months away. Five, five months, four months. Something like that. I'm not doing math. I'm not doing math. I'm not doing math. Uh, It is June. Yeah, that's right. Five months. Mm, Okay. I can math. Four and a half, probably. Anyway, so yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Looking Mm, forward to that. Definitely. Uh, Is anything else? I don't think so. I think that's all the housekeeping. Uh, If you want to join us on our Discord channel and chat to us, or if you want to just help us keep the lights on, Support us at any level on Patreon.com. That's www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Once you do that, if your Discord uh, app is uh, linked to your Patreon account, you'll instantly get sucked in, sucked off to our to our <laughs> Discord chat. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been pretty heavy on the memes lately, and I'm kind of excited. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I posted for the first time ever in exercise tonight. Get fit. Get fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, whatever. I call it exercise because, <laughs> I, oh, let's get fit. No, I'm dying. So <laughs> it's uh, good times. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Cool. All right. What are we, uh, what are we talking about today? So we're going to, because we are wrapping up Pride Month. That's June, right. June is Pride Month. So because we're wrapping that up, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Pride Month itself. Okay. Because we talked before about the history of Mardi Gras and different Pride things and whatnot, but this is going to be like actually about June being Pride Month. Okay, okay. So Pride Month was originally set as a time to honor the 1969 Stonewall Uprising. Uh, yes. Yep. So that was kind of the, the tipping point for the gay liberation movement in the States. Uh, that was in New York. But before that, like if we go way, way back. So I've basically broken this up between the history of Pride Month in Europe I mean, I realize that's a lot of countries and whatnot. So it's going to be a couple. very general, but that's okay in Europe. In the U.S. and in Australia, because, yeah, we live in Australia. Australia. <laughs> so while it was originally intended, um, you know, to, to, to honor the 69 Stonewall Uprising, there's, there's a lot of history kind of behind that and coming up to it. So in... I mean, I just want to say, good for them doing it in 69, like forever <laughs> set in Stonewall, you know, 69. All right. Yep. Well done. That was very nice. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys, gals, everyone, people. So in Europe, um, kind of before the 20th century, so like, you know, way back history, 
homosexuality was considered a crime, a sin, or a mental illness. And that's not uncommon for a lot of places in the world. And even still today, it is in some places. And, you know, punishment can be anywhere from imprisonment to death. Like it, it's a yeah, very chemical serious. castration. Yeah, it's a very serious thing. And then in the early 20th century, so in 1919 in Berlin, the Institute of Sexology was opened by Dr. Magnus Hirschfeld, who was a German physician and sexologist. It's a great name. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, if I ever have a child, it's going to be like, <laughs> hello, my name is Magnus. <laughs> but he'll speak with a country accent, but Australian country accent. It's like, good day. My name's Magnus. <laughs> Wow, that's um, that's special, Bradford. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's why we're not having children. I should change my name to Magnus. Why should I have children? I could just do it myself. You could. You could. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Welcome to By the By <laughs> with your hosts, Angela and Magnus. <laughs> anyway, um, the Institute of Sexology was a, a center for research into human sexuality, including homosexuality. But unfortunately, it was destroyed by the Nazis in 1933. Shocker. So, yep, yep. So then after World War II is when a lot of European countries began to decriminalize homosexuality. Denmark was the first in 1933. Um, Sweden was not far behind in 1944. England and Wales in 1967. And there were other countries kind of scattered throughout as well. So what year was the first one? Denmark? 1933. So Denmark was the first. Go Denmark. Mm-hmm. What is Denmark? What else is Denmark known for? Are they the shoe people? No, that's Netherlands. You're talking about clogs? Yeah, Golden yeah, clogs? that's right. Yes, that's What is Denmark known for? Um, I don't know. Being part of Scandinavia? Whoa, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they make Danishes? I, I'm sure that somebody in Denmark makes Danishes. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <clears throat> what is Denmark known for? This is why we have Siri. Um, Viking heritage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Magnificent beaches, beautiful fairy tale castles, mm. dense forests, comfortable temperature climate, <laughs> and friendly citizens. Oh. Well, this sounds like a place. Oh, it's the place with fjords. Wait, this sounds like a place that like is this magical land. Well, and fjords, right? And- so like if they're wide fjords, like big rivers, they might be broad fjords or they might be Bradfords. Oh, <gasps> I'm Danish. Are there Bradfords in Denmark? I'm sure there are. And they're all <laughs> magnusly. Uh-huh. Magnanimous. I don't know. Sorry, please continue. I'm, I interrupted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so again, in the U.S., so going back to the U.S., because you know, that's, that's where Pride Month started. So of course, before that, homosexuality was considered a mental illness by the American Psychiatric Association, as again, like it is in many places, or was especially. And sodomy laws criminalizing same-sex sexual encounters were prevalent across the U.S. Some states still have them on the books. So a lot of people did live their lives in secret. Some not so much. Just depends, you know, but that's what it was and it's not great. And then in 1969, that's when the Stonewall Uprising was. So the Stonewall Inn is in Greenwich Village, for those who don't know. It's in Manhattan. It's a cool place if you've ever if you've never been there. Yeah, it's really cool. But it was one of uh, the few gay bars uh, at the time where gay men could openly socialize. And in on June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine, the bar was raided by the police. So apparently, from what I've seen, that was fairly common then. But this time, uh, people fought back, and there was a lot of protests. There was a lot of violence. 
It lasted for several days, and it was then later termed the Stonewall Riots, and that's kind of known as the the beginning of the LGBTQIA plus rights movements in the U.S. and I would say even globally, really. So it's interesting. Uh, you you said something, and it made me start to wonder about sodomy laws, right? So oh yeah, yeah. sodomy is anal sex. It's mm-hmm. anal intercourse. Yep. Yeah. And so my question was, were basically were they aimed at sodomy? I mean, of course they were aimed at gay people. Yeah. But like one, and I don't have the answer to this one, how did they affect lesbians? Because lesbians mm-hmm. will less likely are less likely to engage in sodomy. Mm-hmm. But did they affect heterosexual couples as well? Um, and it's kind of interesting. So this is from just the ACLU website about uh, sodomy laws. And it says that um, the how the laws were used traditionally. The decision in Lawrence versus Texas is one of a mere handful of cases where since the American Revolution involving two adults, straight or gay, actually prosecuted for being intimate and private. For most of the 19th and 20th centuries, sodomy laws were used as secondary charges in cases of sexual assault, sex with children, public sex, and sex with animals. Most of these cases involved heterosexual sex. Originally, sodomy laws were part of a larger body of law derived from church law designed to prevent non-procreative sex, sexuality anywhere and any sexuality outside of marriage. Hmm. But then sodomy laws became aimed at uh, gay people in the 70s. Mm, interesting. It's just kind of interesting yeah. how that how that changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that shift is interesting. Yeah. Don't have sex for fun, people. Yeah, for real. Can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, God forbid. (laughs) So then on the first anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, uh, June 28th, 1970, thousands of people marched the streets of Manhattan from the Stonewall Inn to Central Park. So that was then called the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. And that was the first Pride March. They needed a better marketing. (laughs) Christopher Day. Who? Christopher Street Liberation Day March. I missed. I I, I, I cut out a few words. Christopher Street Liberation Day March. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just as a side note, have you ever played the Spider-Man 2 game Mm. on, um, I think it's Spider-Man 2. Maybe it's just Spider-Man. Anyway, on PlayStation 4 and 5, you can actually go to the Stonewall and it's uh, got a little pride flag out in front of it. I remember you going because you were like, I want to see if it looks the same. You're like, oh my God, it looks the same. It looks the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so in that same year, so in 1970, there were pride marches held in other cities too, like Los Angeles, Chicago, and whatnot. So it wasn't just strictly limited to New York at that point. Uh, So then in Australia, so same as everywhere else, homosexuality was considered a crime with penalties uh, ranging from fines to imprisonment. It was also a mental disorder. And so then on June 24th, 1978, inspired by the Stonewall riots in New York, there was a group of activists here in Sydney that held a day of events that culminated in the first Mardi Gras parade. It was a peaceful march, but then there was a lot of violence, a lot of police clashes at the end of it with the protesters. And so then like it was this whole big thing and we've talked about it before. I'm sure it'll come up again, but I know we touched on it, the history of Mardi Gras this past the year. Yeah, the yeah. 78ers. And it's really just just fascinating, you know, what these people went through. And, and same thing with the Stonewall riots. Like, I mean, it's, it all had to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it is such a violent history. 
It's interesting too, just like everything else in Australia, it came about a decade later. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's like true. Color yeah. television, gay pride. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> indoor plumbing. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. Yep. Um, so over the next couple of decades, uh, the states and territories here in Australia have gradually repealed their laws criminalizing homosexuality. So interestingly, South Australia was the first to decriminalize male homosexuality in 1975. What about female homosexuality? Good for South Australia. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because that was even before. Um, yeah. The 78ers. The 78ers. Yeah. Who, and then, thought that, who would have thought that South Australia of all of the Australias would be the one that is yeah. ahead of everything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know who was the last? Um, knowing Australia, I will say Tasmania. Yeah. Do you know when? Uh, 1988. Nope. Wrong decade. 90? 97. Oof. Yeah. Look, for everybody playing at home, Aust- uh, Tasmania is the West by God, Virginia of Australia. <laughs> uh, we all, they are still having a uh, liberal government, which is the... Republicans, yeah, whereas the rest of Australia, conservative, yeah. yeah, the rest of Australia is now mm. not yeah. Labour, Democrat. Yeah. Uh, so then in Europe uh, in the 1970s, the first European gay pride rally was in Sweden in 1979. There were around a thousand participants. Oh my God, they were like, we're gay, Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The, the Swedish gay. Goody, goody, goody. Other countries in Europe started having pride marches and things around that time as well. Goody, so, goody, yeah. sure to me. So it sounds like kind of that the very end of the 60s, well into the 70s is real and things really started to kick off. Yeah. Oh, so it's a grinder. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bjork, Bjork, Bjork. It's funny. Um, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> so then in the 80s, of course, uh, you know, worldwide, there was the, the HIV AIDS crisis. Yes. And so that obviously had a huge toll on the gay community. And um, the responses from governments, there was lots of protests and whatnot. And, you know, it was not a, a good time in history. It's really interesting because I have a vague recollection of that. Mm-hmm. Because I was young, I was uh, when Reagan was in power. Um, who I don't care who you who what you think. I still think Reagan was probably one of our worst presidents ever. He's up there with Trump, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. uh, he, he was likable, horrible. Um, mm-hmm. But he, like, I, I do remember, like the the very much the sweeping it under the rug, and how even at a young age, I was sub ten. And, you know, when it first started, we first started addressing it, AIDS, as an actual problem. And how in the beginning it was very much the, well, this is God's punishment for being gay. And I find that so fascinating that it's so easy to do that. Or it was so easy to do that. It still yeah. is in some cases. But, yeah, it's, it fascinates me in a, in a sort of morbid way. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so... In Australia, though, so this is what's interesting, is that Australia took a slightly different tactic to it. They had some questionable ads, which is interesting, um, some questionable ad campaigns uh, aimed at raising awareness about AIDS. Mm -hmm. But they went the tactic of let's increase awareness and educate people on how to prevent spread. And so... So Questionable how? Do you have examples? (laughs) Well... There's a Grim Reaper ad campaign. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's. Hold on, let me find right. out more about it. Okay. 
So it's the Grim Reaper ad campaign. And um, it was looks like in 1987. And just reading from um, a marketing website, because I haven't actually pulled the commercial up to see if we can find it. Probably it's it's somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's actually right here. We can actually watch it. Cool. On YouTube. Uh, But it says, at first, only gays and IV drug users were being killed by AIDS. And there's like a line of frightened people lowered like bowling pins at the end of a foggy lane. Oh, God. And there's a sound of a ticking clock. By now, we know every one of us could be devastated by it. And a hooded Grim Reaper rolls a bowling ball and knocks them down, delighting in his final strike against a woman and her child. Oh, my God. And the fact is over 50,000 men, women, and children now carry the AIDS virus, that in three years, nearly 2,000 of us will be dead, that if not stopped, it could kill more Australians than World War II. Yeah, I don't think it went on for very long, though. But it's a really, really terrible ad. But (laughs) the 80s were a magical time. (laughs) Yeah, right. But they have uh, over time, there's been a lot of campaigning to educate people about HIV and AIDS and prevention and whatnot. And I know that like Australia, at least it was, I think it it likely still is. I've seen a lot of things saying that Australia is on track to eradicate HIV. Wow. If so, just um, I went to one of the health websites here and it says that HIV infections decreased by 66%. Between 2010 and 2019 in New South Wales and Victoria, so Melbourne and Sydney, the two biggest cities, there was a 27% rise in people accessing effective HIV treatment. That's also key. It's because people have easy access to HIV testing and PrEP and treatments, right? And so that's something I will say that, that they've done really well here is making the accessibility of those things a lot easier than many countries have it. And now there's the whole uh, undetectable equals untransmissible yeah. ad campaign. We've seen that one yeah. all over the place. So that's trying to to tackle the misconception that people with HIV can pass the virus on, you know, even if they're receiving effective treatment and whatnot. Um, so what they're trying to do is just educate people that that if the virus is undetectable, if somebody's been taking treatment for it and the viral load's undetectable for six months or more, that they cannot pass the virus on through sex. And I will say that ad campaign has been going around a lot. Yeah, I, I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. It's interesting how Australia does very well with sort of the preventative, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about the monkeypox mm. ad campaign. Oh, like monkeypox yeah. was just starting and they were like, well, let's get in front of this. And they did a very good job yeah. getting in front of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And But again, it's also access to yeah. to treatment care and that's it's it takes government go- funding and it, it takes the government though getting in on it and that's one thing you know with changes in government and whatnot that could always easily shift and yeah, so it's true. you know get out and vote and make sure it doesn't happen people yeah. <laughs> uh, so then in the 90s to 2000s in the states so pride celebrations continue to grow there are more and more of them in 1999 President Bill Clinton was the first U.S. president to officially recognize Pride Month. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. I did not realize that. Good I'm job, Billy Boy. This. <laughs> Saxophone. <laughs> and then also in the 90s, many European countries started enacting laws against discrimination based on sexual orientation. Uh, some started recognizing domestic partnerships or civil unions of same-sex couples. And then in 2001, the Netherlands became the first country to legalize same-sex marriage. And other European countries followed, Belgium in 2003, Spain in 2005, Norway and Sweden in 2009. So really kind of starting to take off there. In Australia in the 90s, many of the states and territories enacted laws that prohibited discrimination based on sexual orientation. But 
they varied widely depending on, on the state or the territory and location and whatnot. Um, so it was not very cohesive. And then it was not until the 2000s that some of areas here in Australia began to recognize same-sex relationships uh, and things like property rights, pensions. In 2008, the Australian government passed laws to remove discrimination against same-sex couples in some federal legislations. So still, like, you think about it, it's like, that really wasn't that long ago. No, I mean, well, we were here when they voted to... Yep, coming up to that. Okay, sorry. No, all good. Spoiler alert. Coming up to that. So then in the 2000, um, I'm going to say the tens, teens, what do we call them? Tens, I guess. Yeah, the teens, 20 teens. So in 2011, Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, which prohibited openly gay men, lesbians, and bisexuals from serving in the military, that was repealed. So that was in 2011. And then 2015, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the right to marry is guaranteed to same-sex couples by the Constitution. And I'm going to butcher this name, Obergefell v. Hodges. Why? Okay. Yep. But yeah, that was still, that's 2015, right? And then in Australia, that didn't happen until 2017. And yeah, we were here at the time. Um, It was a non-binding postal survey that the, and then the Australian parliament passed a law legalizing same-sex marriage in December 2017. Wow. Just crazy. It really is. I do also remember the don't ask, don't tell. And again, I was relatively young when that was happening, but I was older than, of course, uh, Reagan. But I also I still remember thinking, gosh, that's dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the whole thing where, you know, you can't kick somebody out for being gay, but they're not allowed to say they're gay. And I'm still constantly amazed at how quickly we're allowed to say we're straight, but nobody's allowed to say we're gay. And then also sort of going back on the uh going back on the AIDS crisis, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that, you know, bisexuals were erased back then because like it, it doesn't take too far of a leap to realize that there were, you know, people sleeping with the same gender and yeah. then people of opposite genders. And that's where it was starting. You know, that's yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I'm kind of glad of that. Yeah. But yeah, and then now here we are today. Um, So June is generally recognized as Pride Month around the world. Some countries officially recognize it, some officially not. (laughs) But it's it's still, you'll see it all over social media. You'll see it everywhere, which yay for social media in that case. Um, But yeah, so June is is Pride Month. And it, it is a time that it allows us to just bring more awareness to it and openness and acceptance to people and especially people who aren't maybe necessarily out. It gives that bit of that little brightness during the year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I I know we've talked about rainbow capitalism Mm. on the podcast this year, in fact, but I still, I understand people's mistrust of corporations Mm. because yeah, all they're out, I mean, realistically, all they want is money. That's all they want. But at the same time, I think it is still very important for kids, especially to see these corporations doing that because these are the kids that will be running their own companies and working for these companies in the future. So it does make it more genuine, not for our generation. So it's, it's just, it's interesting. I, I think back, there was a tweet that went around and people shared it as a meme saying that I don't wear my rainbow and pride and whatnot to let you know who I am. I do it so that the couple who are sitting at a table across from me or you're giving the permission space to other people. 
And I think that because you make them hide, it ends yeah. something about because you make them hide. I wear my pride because you make them hide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that if we look at it, we can look at rainbow capitalism very cynically. Absolutely. That's easy though. So I think it, if you put a little bit of brain power and effort into it, you can see that it does give permission space because looking around, not every company does it, right? Yeah. There are companies that actively don't do it. So I, I think that it is important. Yeah, absolutely. And there are companies that actively fight against it, right? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I do think it is important. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Curious Humans Games is a great game to play with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your sexy ones, your poly family, your, the people next door. You can play it with anybody and at any level. So you can take out all the red cards, which are the naughty, sexy cards, and just play with the, you know, the uncomfortable ones, the ones that ask you political questions, or the ones that ask you the fun, relaxing questions. They're a great way to get a, a conversation going. It's this generation's Cards Against Humanity. There, I said it. It's an amazing game that you can play over and over because each time it's different. Even if you get the same cards, it's going to be a lot of fun. Go to CuriousHumansGame.com and use checkout code by the by, and you will get 10% off. That's right, 10% off. All you have to do is use by the by. B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. So over at AdamandEve.com, you can uh, find your whole prideful toy selection. That's right. Just like the rainbow, they have red things, orange things, yellow, green, indigo, blue, and violet. But indigo should come after blue. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. Your balls won't be blue. Your lips will be pink. Your other parts will be the shape of an O. You know, adamandeve.com. You know what? Go buy yourself some new toys. It's Pride Month. Treat yourself. It's like gay Christmas. I love it. So, adamandeve.com. Use checkout code by the by. Why? You will get one item at 50% off. You'll get free shipping. You'll get some extra things thrown in the box. You'll get six videos on demand. And did I mention free shipping? That's right. Enjoy Pride Month. Enjoy July Month. And then uh, march your way into August. Buy yourself something nice. Check out code by the by. B Y T A G B I. All right. All right. What do you got now? Now, because it is, we're closing out on Pride Month. Does that mean we're closing out on Pride? We always have Pride. That's right. So, how can we support our community, LGBTQIA plus community? Glitter bombs. 
during Pride Month and then also beyond, right? Glitter land mines. Yeah. Okay. I like this. Glitter everywhere. Always. Yeah. Glitter, glitter, glitter. If it's not glitter, it's googly eyes. Uh-huh. That's actually very true. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I love them. Like, it's great. Uh-huh. That's that, those are like the, the, the queer holy trinity is glitter, <laughs> googly eyes, and Beyonce. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So the first one that I have... We'll see what you have by the end of my list. Okay. But I've got a few here. I have glitter bombs still. You have glitter I love glitter bombs. <laughs> glitter bombs are great. and uh, do, But do not put glitter in your loop. That's oh, not that is, so good. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Personal experience. <laughs> so the first one I have is to educate yourself. So understand pride. Educate yourself <laughs> on pride. Da-na-na-na. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So understand pride, the history, the struggles that people went through. Appreciate it. Because I think the more we learn about these things, the more we see what's, what people have gone through and what's happened. And it's kind of like, holy shit. And I think we really appreciate everything that's happened come before and like where we've ended up today. You know, I mean, it's, and I know in some places it's still not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes here it's still not great, but at least, you know, I like to think it's a little better. So it's, it is better. It is much better than it used to be. Even Australia is much better than it was. Mm. So. And that's just looking at the general community and then also spe- specifically the kink and, and yeah. swinging community. Yeah, true. Good point. And then the other thing I have, the second one, is to attend Pride events. So if there's marches, if there's, you know, any kinds of, I'd say particularly like Mardi Gras season here, there's always like plays and music things and just just so, so many events. There's festivals, shows. All that kind of thing. And so whether you... Pendulum parties. Pendulum parties. There are those. Yes, come on out to that. And whether you identify as part of the community or as an ally, it doesn't matter. Attend the events, support these events, and support the community that's that's part of this. Yeah. And then uh, the third one is to support LGBTQIA plus businesses. So shop at businesses that are owned and operated by the members of the community. Um, that obviously helps a lot and it can be difficult to find that out, I, I admit, but if you see something or you know something and like Sydney fair day is a good time to go out yeah. and find, especially little local artisans and things like that. But yeah, shop the community as much as you possibly can. Donate. So there's a lot of organizations that do a lot of good work and I'm, we should probably come up with the list at some point, um, kind of in different regions and around the world because there's a lot, so I'm not going to get into it now because it depends on where you are. There are some that are national, international. There's some local ones. There's a lot of things out there that will help to promote LGBTQIA plus rights, health, well-being, particularly mental health is also a big thing. I mean, really big thing in the community. So there are a lot of organizations that really could use support if you're able to. You can volunteer. So again, those same organizations always need volunteers. It's true. <laughs> So if you if you're able to and you have time and there's and there's an organization near you then then absolutely volunteer for that. Um, I mean and we've talked about the other the next one I have that we've talked about this so much is to speak up in your everyday life. So if you hear somebody making a joke or saying something against someone and it's not appropriate, say something. You know, even if it's not directed at you, but speak up and and advocate for someone else. Yeah, and, uh, and an also easy advocate, way to advocate for yourself too. Yeah, an easy way to do that is basically by asking, well, "I don't understand. Why is that funny?" Or, "I don't get it. I don't get it." And just you keep saying that, and sooner or later, the person will either get tired of you and will go away, but they'll not say that joke in front of you again, 
And hopefully they won't say that joke again because it got that response. Yeah, you make them uncomfortable, make them think yeah, about it. Yeah. You put it back on them. Yeah, yeah. And then another way too as well is to promote um, policies, inclusive policies in your workplace, in your school, your local community, government, wherever it is. Because I know a lot of workplaces now, especially, there are more programs, there's more initiatives to try and promote the inclusiveness and awareness and whatnot. And so it may be, you know, contacting your HR department or you have some kind of a, I forget, some companies, they have a name for like what the group is called. Yeah, ours is Diversity, Inclusion and Equity. There you go. D-I-E or D-E-I yeah. or something like that, which I, I hate. D-I-E? I know, right? <laughs> like, like, you got to be very careful, guys. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but it is Diversity, Equity, mm. Inclusion. So D-E-I. Okay. okay, there you go. Uh, yeah. But even that, like... <laughs> Okay, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And anyway, it could be like die, Bart, die. I'm, it's not die, Bart, <laughs> yeah. die. It's the Bart, the. Um, but like, even then, you just it is important to to talk to those people about what mm-hmm. you know what you expect from them. Yeah. From the inclusion. So our company is on Yammer. I think a lot of companies are going to that. It's like a social media for your company. Which, mm-hmm. oh fuck me, don't uh, don't do that. But I did happen to log in by accident today and <laughs> it's like, oh, join this group, join this group. And one of them was a prod group. And I'm like, all right, I'll join that group. There are six people. Three of them are admins. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, well, I feel like. Is that in your company or just? In like- our company. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's just the company. Right. But our company is not small. It's not small. No. Um, no. We're, <laughs> we're in the few thousands of people, but there are six of us. Three of them are admins. Uh, and like. I'm looking at this going, oh, fuck, I just outed myself. (laughs) When you're one of 50, you blend in. When you're one of six and really one of three. (laughs) Hey, oh, look, queer people. Hi. (laughs) I had to laugh a little. That is funny. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, a lot of companies, they are starting to to do things like that. And so it can be, you know, not only what do you expect and, and how what do you want from the group in your company? But also, can I help? Can I do something? You know, yeah. do they need volunteers, even if it's occasionally just to set something up or, you know, any kind of events that may be happening? And then, yeah, the other thing I would say is just to really stay informed. And I feel like this is harder. I know it sounds weird because we run this podcast, but it's harder for me to do now that we're here in Australia because I don't feel like we always get all the news from say the U.S. and other countries will get highlights of what's going on around LGBTQIA plus issues, but it's harder for me to find more details about them. I have to just dig a little bit further. It's not the first thing on my newsfeed, but it is worth making the effort to see what's going on and and seeing how we can help advocate uh, for the community as well. What else do you have? How else Um, do we support each other? Look, honestly, I I go back for each other. (laughs) I go back to the the support comes in two different forms, really, ultimately, loud and quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think that it either one is important and either one is useful. And so if you aren't the person who is out there and volunteering and marching and, and shouting at the top of your lungs, uh, you can be the person that sits quietly as somebody struggles and is a, a shoulder to cry on or an ear to listen to their problems. And you can, or spending money. Like these are things that are done quietly that don't need a lot of fanfare and don't need a lot of hoopla, but is 
just as important, if not more important, I think, than, than, than the people who are out there marching. I will say just as important because it, there's a lot of people out there who don't feel like they can talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those people that they can talk to, then that's, that's great. And the question often is, well, how do I tell people that I'm there to talk to? Well, unfortunately, that's kind of hard to do, but you just listen when people start talking and sooner or later people will talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, wearing pride things, rainbow things, yeah. colored things in like it helps. And, and so it does kind of help to say that, hey, I'm a safe person. I'm a safe space. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, too, because it's little things. And like I one of one of the movies I, I've watched recently and I'd seen it before, but I watched it again recently was the uh, Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm. And so uh, spoiler alert, the gist of the movie is his he's trying to save um, America Chavez, who. I think she was one of the original or was she was an X-Man or something, but her, her power is she can jump between, between multiverses or between universes, but her, her costume, her, uh, what she wears normally is a denim jacket with a white star in the back and a pride flag pin. Mm. It's never really discussed. Like it's discussed that she has two moms, but it's never discussed really. And I think that is such, that's a great way, right? Like, this is a superhero who has a prod flag yeah. pin. And so the, what I think is interesting about that, it goes back to who notices that, right? So some people will watch it and won't even notice it. Don't even say they don't care. I don't know what it is. I don't care to learn whatever. But for those of us who do see it, suddenly you've got skin in the game, right? You've, you know something about this character that makes you feel like, all right, that maybe it's again, it's about seeing yourself in things. Yeah, and that can really make a difference for some people. Yeah. And the other thing I would say as well is that remember that we need allies as well. Yeah, there's so not enough you, of us. Yeah. So if you don't identify as something under that, um, the queer umbrella, that's okay. You can still be an ally, as allies are very, very important and very much needed as well. Yes, agreed. So I do want to call out something that we listened to this week. Uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's called You're Wrong About. Mm. So this week, uh, which is the most recent one, came out on June 13th, so that's last week, I guess. They did an episode called Lesbian Seagulls with Lulu Miller. And basically the whole episode is, the, is about uh, queerness in the animal kingdom. And I know when I grew up, one of the things that I heard a lot was it was a sin against nature. It's a sin against nature. Uh, Gayness is a sin against nature because it doesn't happen in nature. But the whole, the point of this podcast is that it does. And for a long while, scientists were either discouraged from studying it or putting it out there, Mm -hmm. or they just didn't study it because they were discouraged from studying it or putting it out there. This isn't from that podcast, but... Uh, I think this is interesting. Uh, Evolution's rainbow and biological exuberance. Bruce Bagamill's book, Biological Exuberance, 1999, documents same-sex sexual behavior across 450 species. In Evolution's Rainbow, 2004, Joan Roughgarden argues that the social function of sex is at least as important as its reproductive function among animals, strengthening bonds between individuals and within a group. 
Pleasure is clearly important for both human and non-human animals. Many animals masturbate, have sex when already pregnant, and engage in other non-procreative sexual activities. Also, over 4,000 species reproduce asexually without a partner, and many species change sex during their lifetime. This is so common in fish that fish which do not change sex are regarded as rather unusual. Hmm. And I think it's just really interesting. And one of the things they talk about in the in the podcast, which is that many animals don't show a difference between the male and female. Yeah. You know, examples. So for a long time, people would see two animals having sex and go, oh, well, they must be male and female. And that's where the whole seagulls thing came in. People assumed they were male and female because they there was no dimorphism between the two genders. Mm-hmm. But once they did a dissection upon them, they died and they did a dissection, they realized that they were all females. And so I think it's really interesting to see that uh, and to kind of look into that from a science point of view, especially growing up and hearing the, oh, it's against nature, it's against yeah. nature. <laughs> when in fact, like, it's not. And one of the things that they actually say in this podcast, again, spoiler alert, but it's, it, I loved it, was basically bisexuality is a evolutionary benefit because if you if you have a two gendered uh, differently gendered couple and they have a, a baby mm-hmm. an egg or a, or a young a youngling and one of them dies another the same gender can just pop right in and go okay cool i can take care of it as well yeah this was demonstrated amongst penguins in the in captivity yeah uh, and it's very common in in a lot of bird species in the wild I just find it's it's interesting. You always hear about the oh, swans mate for lives for life, <laughs> cardinals mate for life, but you rarely do you hear oh, you know, bonobo monkeys will fucking orgies and they have the uh, you know rarely have wars because they're always having sex to to, <laughs> to figure things out. Like they don't they don't fight one another. They just fuck it out. Like I, I'm 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 down for this. <laughs> like, like, why don't we talk about that? We need to talk about that more. So there you go, boys and girls, ladies and gents, younglings and oldlings. What you need to do. Fuck it out. Fuck it out. Yeah. 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 And tell people is, is about it. Be, is that going to be the new, like, work it out, fuck it out? Honestly, I, all I want from this is whenever you hear somebody say something stupid like swans mate for life, which is true. But if one of them dies, I, ter- I guarantee you the other one will find another partner. Whenever somebody says that, bring up the, the bonobo monkeys or chimpanzees <laughs> about how they'll fillet one another or masturbate one another. Mm. Like, that's what I want to hear. All right, let's go do that. I want to, I want to fillet you, masturbate you. Masturbate <laughs> <laughs> right. The dog's like, what the fuck was that? He's <laughs> like, oh my God, you people. <laughs> so what's your pride experience? Let us know. We'd love to know. You can join us on our conversation on Discord, www.patreon.com slash by the bad podcast. Support us at any level and you'll jump right into our Discord chat. Email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or you can message us on any of our socials. We are at By the Bye Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au, and you can contact us through the Contact Us page. Go. Come to think about it. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. And uh, that is the end of Pride Month. Hopefully, we'll see you at Pendulum Party. Angela, do you have any final words? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 